Hi, welcome to my podcast, Help Me Rhonda. I'm your host, Dr. Rhonda Karg. I'm a clinical psychologist, and each episode of this podcast, I share mental health-related information with you in hopes that you'll gain insight into your own behavior and also learn some new skills that will improve your mental health. So today I'd like to talk about forgiveness and making amends for the things that we've done to hurt other people, including ourselves. So you may be familiar with the term amends. It's used a lot in the recovery community. When we talk about amends, what we mean is that we are going to the person that we've hurt tell them, admit to them what we did, admit the way that we hurt them, explain to them that that wasn't fair to them, they didn't deserve it, and then ask, sometimes it can help to ask, what can I do to make it up to you? It also is a very good idea if you're trying to earn someone's forgiveness to show them that you're doing things differently now, that that thing that you did that hurt them, you are going to make sure that never happens again. And here are the things you're doing to make sure it doesn't happen. That shows good faith that you are serious, you understand the significance of what you've done and the way that you hurt them. And these are the things you're doing to make sure it never happens again. When you've done something that you have tremendous guilt, shame, and remorse about, it's easy to fall into like a pit of despair that you've ruined your relationship with this person, that you're a horrible person. How could you possibly do that? What were you thinking? I mean, you can just like pick up a stick and just beat yourself with it because you feel so horrible. That's not that's not going to serve you very well in the long term. It's going to hurt your self-esteem. It's going to make you feel, could make you feel depressed, could lead to self-medicating with drugs and alcohol, or a million other ways that you could numb out with work or sex or shopping. So, that's not a good idea. Yes, it is important to allow yourself some time to feel discomfort, believe it or not. I don't want you to just rush out of it and immediately go to the person and apologize. Maybe that's not appropriate. Maybe you need to really sit with that so that you can really understand the full impact that you had on someone else. So maybe you need to sit with it and work through that with the therapist or with someone else that's earned your trust to work through that. Forgiving ourselves can be particularly difficult if we are if our identity is somehow affected by the thing that we did. Let's say that 
you have the expectation that a good mother, if you if it's substance abuse that you're we're talking about, a good mother never gets drunk. And if you have that script in your head, and yet you are a mother and you've gotten drunk, that's going to really impact how you feel about yourself because that's a primary role that you serve. If you are married to someone and you cheat on them, you're going to feel tremendous despair about it because one of your primary roles in your life is being a husband. And so you may experience tremendous guilt, shame, and regret over that more so than maybe other things that you do because being a husband is an important part of who you are. So the things that we do that affect how we see ourselves in ways that are very important to us is another factor that can really change the way that we feel about it, feel about ourselves afterwards. So take that into consideration. It is so important for you to share with someone that's earned your trust, that is an appropriate listener, share with them the things that you're carrying around with you, the things that you feel horrible about. Share that with someone because as I've said before, shame likes to hide in dark corners. And that causes us to not share things with people. If you don't want to share it, you have secrets, chances are you have shame about it. Like I said, shame likes to hide in dark corners. It, shame can lead to us lying and covering things up as well, being dishonest, you know. And it's driven a lot of times by shame and just embarrassment about what happened. You just don't want anyone else to know about it. But believe it or not, sharing these things with other people a lot of times is like the shame evaporates and that burden that you've been carrying around with you for maybe decades is no longer there because you were able to talk to someone about it. And again, I hope that you'll pick someone who is an appropriate candidate for this. Some people are not trustworthy to share this information with. Uh, If you go to a mental health professional, we are actually it's against the law for us to share any information that you've shared with us, even things that you've done to break the law, as long as it didn't involve like elder abuse or child abuse, sexual abuse, things like that. But other than that, everything that you tell a mental health professional will be kept in confidence unless you or someone else is in danger of getting hurt. In those cases, we might have to break your confidence, but that would be something that we would discuss with you, okay? So make the person that you share the things that you have guilt, shame, and remorse about, make it someone that you can trust. Um, 
It doesn't necessarily have to be a psychotherapist who would go to jail for sharing your information. It could be a trusted friend or family member. But I think that you will be amazed how much better you feel afterwards, especially if you're in the process of doing something to make sure that that never happens again. That really does go a long way with people. Uh, when you have done something and you messed up, A, right off the bat, own it. Okay, own it. You didn't deserve it. That will not happen again. Here are the things I'm doing to make sure it doesn't happen again. Okay? That will go a lot further than just an apology that just says, I'm sorry that you feel like I did such and such. A, that's not an apology. Uh, that's an excuse. Make sure that when you apologize, it's not an excuse. Okay? That's another good point that I should talk about is apologizing. Going to the person and say, hey, I did this thing. That was wrong. You didn't deserve it. I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen again. Here are the things I'm doing to make sure it doesn't happen. If it's especially if it's something big. Um, but saying I'm sorry you feel that way is not an apology. Saying to someone, I'm sorry that you think I dot dot dot. I'm sorry you don't trust me, dot, dot, dot. That's not an apology. That is an excuse. And that is something that you really, really want to avoid. Don't make up excuses as to why it happened. Because trying to explain why it happened can come across as being disingenuous because it can make you appear... Uh, to not really feel a lot of guilt, shame, and regret and remorse about what you did. It kind of makes it look like you're blaming them for the fact that they're upset. Or you could give them the impression that you don't understand really, you're not grasping what happened that between the two of you that was, that was wrong. Okay, so just be careful about the way you apologize. Own it. By owning it, you just admit to what you did. Period. You didn't deserve that. It's not going to happen again. And here's what I'm going to do to try to make sure that it doesn't happen again. I'm going to therapy. I'm going to 12-step meetings. I'm going to church if that's something that helps you i'm going to um you know i'm going to see a shaman whatever but to demonstrate that you're taking action to ensure that it doesn't happen again because people want to trust you people want to trust you after they've hurt you um or after you've hurt them rather they want to trust you but if you're not demonstrating to them that you really understand how badly you messed up and you're not doing anything to make sure it doesn't happen in the future, it would be really hard for a person to trust if that were the case, right? So 
that this is the way that you start to make amends to people. Now, it doesn't stop there. How else do we make amends with people? We make sure it doesn't happen again, and we do what we feel like is the right thing moving forward. Guys, that is the only thing we can do is do better. That's how we make it up or try to make it up to people. Some people won't forgive you, but it's important for you, for your own mental health and well-being to at least keep your side of the street clean as much as possible. And if you've done something that has harmed someone or potentially harmed them, just go own it. We all make mistakes. You know, I let myself make 50 mistakes a day and it prevents me from really judging myself or uh, be bullying myself over the mistakes I've made because I do have a, tenden uh, a tendency to be perfectionistic. And so I let myself be wrong 50 times a day, make 50 mistakes a day, and I just kind of count them and keep going because I think... I think it's probably realistic that I that I do something 50 times a day that I regret later. Like, oh, maybe I should have done it this way instead. Or, oh, I wish I hadn't said that, right? I let myself be wrong or make a mistake 50 times a day because we all make mistakes. And we all make big mistakes. I've made big mistakes. You've made big mistakes. We've all made mistakes we've done things in the past that we deeply regret doing that doesn't make you a bad person you could be a good person and make a bad decision or make a series of bad decisions that doesn't make you a bad person you can be a good person and make bad mistakes and it's important when we make mistakes that hurt other people to own it and to do something about it and make sure that it doesn't happen again and follow through and be the person whose behavior matches their values. You know, be the person, be the best version of you. Be the very best version of you for them. That's how you do a living amends. You be the best version of you. How do you do that? You might need to fake it until you make it. But treating yourself with loving kindness, treating yourself with an abundance of love and patience and nurturing because remember you are the most important person in your life not your not your kids not your family you are the most important person in your life and you've got to take care of yourself we're not here very long unfortunately so we've got to make the best of it and if we need to adjust the course of the ship that we're driving or if we need to go and make amends with people about the things that we've done 
do it. It's now or never. You know, that's like my motto. It's now or never. You know, don't wait. Don't hesitate. Do it now because we all make mistakes. You're not a bad person. You can be a good person and, and make a bad decision or a series of bad decisions. So please put yourself first and treat yourself with love and compassion and seek out support and help from professionals or other people that have earned your trust so that you can reason things out with them as well. Thanks for tuning in today. I really appreciate your support. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day.